Hello, hello. How's everyone doing today? How are you? I hope everyone out there is staying safe and healthy. This is your host, Jessica Mason, and we are on the Brooklyn Free Speech platform right now. And I'm with uh, Joni Martinez again. How are you, love? Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, Jessica. I hope everyone is staying safe. And yeah, um, we're doing fine here. It's finally summer. You know, it's nice and warm out. So, you know, this was like the other day was a very good day to go out and vote or at least walk to the mailbox and put in your absentee ballot. Sorry about that. It's okay. And I totally agree. It was a perfect day to vote. As a matter of fact, the last week was a perfect day to vote. We had beautiful weather. We had beautiful times and New York state was offering um, early voting. So for folks who, you know, probably didn't want to bombard the polls yesterday, you had a whole week to do so. Yeah. And we were in phase, we start, we were ending in phase one and now we're in phase two. Like, yes. That was actually like quite apt for it to happen in phase two. That was quite nice. Like, I it's agree. Like timed it. I think them um, having the early voting was definitely a plus. I mm-hmm. had gone last Thursday and it was mm-hmm. pretty empty. Um, I had they were open from ten to six some days, seven to three others, and on the weekends they were open from ten to four. So mm-hmm. I think I got there like around noonish. Mm-hmm. might have been five or six people in there plus the poll workers it, it really wasn't that bad so i think folks were trickling in as the day were, was going on mm-hmm. and such some folks weren't uh completely aware of it but I, I i decided to take advantage i never really trusted uh absentee ballots that way um i requested one uh my freshman year in college and it never came and I ended up having to get on the bus and come all the way home to vote anyway. So that's what I did for the duration of my college years. I would just come home on Tuesday and vote. I uh, would explain to professors for that Tuesday, listen, I have to miss this day for this reason. Um, some were very understanding. You had some, well, can't you just vote up here? No, because I'm not registered up here. Oh, can you just do absolute ballot? I don't trust that. So I'm going to have to skip class today. And, you know, we're going to call it a day. I'll make up the Fulfill work. Fulfill your civic duty. Yeah. And hello. You would think yeah. you wouldn't give me a hard time about that. Uh, how did you, you, know, like, how did you vote? I voted via absentee ballot. I know you're adverse to it, but um, luckily for me, um, I'd been working in tandem with my mom mm-hmm. um, to make sure, because one of the things that my mom and I do together is we vote together. So whenever there's a primary or like an election, we we vote together no matter what. That's just been our tradition ever since 2008 when she voted in her first um, first election ever. And nice. she just happened to, yeah. And it, of all times to vote, it was like really great because, you know, Barack Obama was running for president for the first time. Uh, how so, can we ever forget that? I know. And that was like the best day ever because the lines were around the block. It was just so nice. It was like, oh my God, am I going to vote today? Well, 6 like, a.m. lying around the block, and I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm on the vote. Oh my god! It was like getting into like a nightclub. It was like, what is? This? <laughs> well, I, I think everybody experienced that in some sense or another. Um, like you, I mean, we don't necessarily call it tradition. I spent most of my early years voting with um with my grandmother even before I could, so I was very excited when the time came for me um to be able to vote. Really? And uh, yeah. my first election, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and uh, my first couple of elections, my mom would go with me. We'd get up in the morning and we'd go vote. Because for us, it was right across the street. So we yeah. would just go ahead and go vote um, and get it out the way. When Obama was running that November, I'll never forget. We're just walking casually the way we normally do. And we turned the corner. And I saw the line. We both just stopped in our tracks like, okay, 
Uh, I said, do you want to come back after that? It was Tuesday. I had the day off already, you know. Um, so I was like, well, Ma, you want to come back and we'll go when you get off work? She's like, nope, nope, let's just do it now because I feel it's going to be worse when I get off work. So let's just get it out. <laughs> it took us an hour and five minutes to vote. That is true. We I got on that line that at day. six o'clock. I don't remember leaving out of there until 7 05. I clocked it. I remember that five day. minutes to vote. I remember that day, like, um, I was like, here's my voter registration card. And I get, and my mom was like, yeah, it's going to be together. And there were the, the, the poll workers, you know, they're old ladies and you know, they're not eyesight's not great. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, I was like, no, 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 not today. Today you're going to find my mom's name. You're mm-hmm. going to find it. See me, you see her. Like we're literally next to each other. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, okay, calm down. Like, no, this is an important election. This is important. The economy is tanked and we need some new, we need a new life in there. Fast forward 12 years. Here we are today. Um, So, you know, I did the ballot thing. I dropped it in the box. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they got it in time because I made sure about that. Like I, yeah. So that was very important to me. Um, One of the, one of the races that I've been keeping my eye on, like it's not my district, but it was for um, AOC's district in Queens. Yes. Because I know that she had this really important candidate that was going up against her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like there could have been like a backlash because, you know, AOC is a, is a star within the democratic party. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's fresh. She's new. She's young. She actually represents our, she represents our thinking, like the, like our thing, our generation's thinking, Mm -hmm. even though she's younger than us, but she still represents us. A lot of the things that she believes in, we also believe in, but we just didn't have the wherewithal to actually get in government when we should have, and we still can. So I was watching that race really closely. And right now I'm what, and she won by a landslide, no questions asked, which I was very excited about. Good for her. Congrats to AOC on that. Can't wait to see her for the next two years. Um, <laughs> nice. Just pissing off, pe- pissing people off. That that's the whole thing. If she can piss people off, that's my. That's how I know she's doing a good job. If she's pissing off people for the right reasons, because Mitch McConnell pisses people off for the wrong set of reasons. Oh Lord, and you're just like, oh, but... we have to, we have to, because right now he has like what six or seven people going up against him. And it's looking like he may lose that spot. From your lips to God's ears, okay? Because he, I think we talked about this the last time we discussed it. Like, yes. his election is even more important, as far as I'm concerned, than Trump's election. Then, exactly. Because it's one thing, like, if Trump is reelected, it's like, okay. He can't do anything without his little stool pigeon right there in the Senate, so. Exactly. To, like, you know, bottleneck everything. Mm-hmm. So if Mitch McConnell goes, you know, we have actually yeah, have a fighting chance. Um, so that was cool. Well, not um, just that. Not only does McConnell have to go, I think there's about four or five seats up for grabs in the Senate. And I believe in, in addition to McConnell's seat, the Democrats need four of those to take majority of the Senate. So oh, God forbid God. Trump gets elected again. If this, the Democrats take the Senate, that's something else you can do. And they got to lose McConnell's seat. So they got to take McConnell's seat and then take three other Senate seats and they will have the majority and then that, I mean, whether he gets elected or not, you no longer have Congress and you wouldn't be the first yeah. president to have that. So, <laughs> so, I mean, we, we all know he's got to go. We want him out. Um, but let's be realistic. I, let's well, be a little uh, realistic. I always live in the world of, I hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Yep. And preparing for the worst would be him getting That's another four years. Mantra. That's a black woman's mantra. Uh, hold on. 
we gotta hope for the best and prepare for the worst. And and mm-hmm. and in preparing for the worst would be him getting another four years. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of people are saying that he might get it. Like it's the electoral college because if you really go by what the people say, he wouldn't have been president the first time around. But he, but the electoral college, so he's technically president. But you know, the electoral college could also swing his way because the way um, these presidential election cycles are going. It mm-hmm. seems that each president since Clinton served two terms, no matter what. Mm-hmm. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens. I think I don't want him to be reelected, but if he is, it's like um, that seems to be the trend. And they might like you may want to change the Constitution at that point, making it so that a presidential term is eight years. Go this ahead. is where voting is even more important okay. because. Granted, Trump won the electoral vote. Absolutely. However, if every 18 to 24-year-old in this country came out for her, it wouldn't have mattered. Her numbers would have trumped, literally trumped him. It wouldn't have mattered. Russia could have done whatever they wanted. It wouldn't have mattered because her numbers would have supersede his. And I'm like, this is where the youth doesn't understand where they hold the power. Like, there are more 18 well, to 24-year-olds walking around this country than there are 60 to 75-year-olds. You, you can. You are the ones who make the change. We are the voting block now. We are the voting block. This click, 18 to 40, we are the freaking voter block now. We are the dominant voter block. But here's we the problem. 24, 24 to 40 or 25 to 40 will most likely come out. The problem is the 18 yeah. to 24s, if they're especially... We saw in 16, if their candidate is not there, that they won't come out. And that can't happen. And even when I speak to youngsters today, I'm like, listen, this ain't the one to sit out. You cannot sit this one out. You have to come out. In general, no matter what. Every every four years, we say the same thing. We, this is not the election to sit out. And we're like, it's like, why do we Listen, not e- no election is an election to sit out. If nothing else, yeah. 18 not teach us, like the um, midterm elections are just as important as the federal elections of the, um, of the, the, the presidents and your senators that happen every four years. Yes, they are just as important. You have to come out. If, if you, you don't vote top, at least look further down on your ballot. Mm-hmm. People tend to ignore that part, but I'm like, I'm there and I'm staring at this ballot. It's like, all right, if I vote for this person, are they going to make sure that they have my, can I email them and tweet at them and tell them what my problem is and they'll listen to me? Can I do that? That's what goes on through my mind. So yeah, like speaking of which, um, there's this other woman, um, Yvette Clark, who's running in my district here in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And she's been in that position forever. I really can't tell you how long she's been in there. But when I looked into it, she's only been there since like 2007. And that's, that's she does work. That's a fair amount of time. That's a fair amount of time. But she has like five or six guys running against her. Mm. And I'm like, hmm. And I'm like, huh. It's like, I don't know if it's because, you know, they want to like tell her time's up or if like they really want to see a change in it. So we'll see what happens with that election. I don't have any sort of results on that one. because I think most people in Brooklyn voted absentee. absentee. So, of course, those results are going to take a while. I know the Bronx one is taking is going to take a little while. They but yeah, because they're, they're strictly waiting for all the ballots to be in before they want to make an uh, um an official announcement for the Bronx. But I'm pretty I'm quite. Go ahead. Huh? Were you no, actually, I like I I for some reason I have I'm a little optimistic about that. It's like the fact that you want to wait for the absentee ballots to come in, which means you want to make sure literally every vote counts, mm-hmm. which I'm hella excited about and the thing is 
the idea of the absentee ballot, it's been around forever and nobody really knew just how easy in a way it was to get it. I guess people, since it's like, since it's getting mailed to you, everybody's like, oh my God, how long do I have to wait for that? I'll just go the day up. Right. So, so, and it's free. And that was, that was one of the things that appealed to me. It's free. Also, um, I really wasn't sure about early voting and I really wasn't sure about election day, mm-hmm. like whether or not the place would be open. So the fact that they actually offered this up to everybody, I was quite excited about that. But the truth is anybody could vote absentee ballot at any time ever. So a lot of people don't even know that. A lot of people think, oh, well, maybe I have to be away from my district to do it. And it's like, no, you could just do it because you don't feel like it. Like you don't feel like going, getting up that day. And you Listen, asked for the absentee and you voted. They had to announce on Bronx News 12 yesterday that, you know, for folks who requested an absentee ballot, who did not receive it because they were, there were folks who were, um, you know, complaining that they never even received their ballot in the mail, that they could still come out to vote yeah. on that day. You know, and the fact yeah. that that had to be announced on, you know, Bronx News 12 at that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, at the 11th hour, because it was late in the afternoon towards the evening when I heard that. I'm like, come on now, this, this is, uh, I mean, I felt like they could have did a little bit better with letting you know yeah. New York City as a whole know that they were early yeah. voting and that because you know, for because first they said they were going to cancel the primary and then they said that they were going to not cancel the primary they pushed it and back twice they, they pushed it back it, it was like it was so and the information about it was just so few and far between that you had to actually look for it mm-hmm. and at the very last second they decided okay. This is what we're going to do. And the thing is, is that they said, oh, you get, they gave you like a, they gave you until like the 16th to get an application for it, for the absentee ballot. And I was like, so does that mean that I'm going to, what if like I missed that deadline? What is, what happens then? I feel like the, the information was just so truncated. And I figured, I said to myself, in the age of COVID, how come we didn't try to put this information out sooner? Hello. We knew there was going to be, we knew that this was going to happen. We knew there was going to be a primary. Why weren't anything in place be, uh, from like day one? From when um, Cuomo said this, the entire state of New York is on pause, you know, like somebody at the Board of Elections should have been like, okay, so here's our plan. Nobody did that. No one did that. Mm-mm. And that makes me very afraid for November. Because this guy over here, also because um, and uh, I feel like what worries me about November more so is the voter suppression because that seems to be at its best now. Like ever since Jim Crow, right now voter suppression seems to be at its best. And if what happened in Georgia last week is any indication, Kentucky, thirty-five polling places normally cut down to two hundred. Most of that black and brown neighborhoods mm-hmm. that a- that's another thing that was bothering me because between the FC ballot and the early voting and such it's like okay how many folks are aware of this because the elderly community is such like the hardcore of voting at least in terms mm-hmm. of showing up yeah last thing i want is them suppressed and there was the only reason why i was against online voting yeah they could barely text you want them yeah. to go ahead and vote online like no <laughs> I might double back. I just got some information now. So yeah. they're not giving him the nomination, but the uh, Congressional District 16 in the Bronx, 
um, that usually covers Bronx and um, parts of Westchester County. Um, uh, Jamal yeah. Bowman looks like he's got the majority of it. They're not going to announce him as the winner until all the absentee ballots are in. But as of right now, the incumbent, um, Elliot Engel, mm-hmm. 34%. So we'll um, see what happens think- in that. Um, could the okay. could congressional district and 12, I think this is, were you talking about um, Carolyn Mah- Mahoney? Yeah. No, 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 not Carolyn Mahoney. I was talking about Edvette Clark. Oh, okay, okay. Well, she's at 40, but she's the incumbent, and she's at 40%. And then some, uh, um, her, uh, seems like her highest challenge is at 39% right behind her. So I think in some of these cases, these absentee ballots will make a difference. So I think it's probably best yeah. that they do wait before they make any announcements that they wait. Um, to be honest with you, the ones I'm really waiting on, and I'm waiting on it hard, is Kentucky um, to see what's going on there. A judge had to come in to open up to keep um, to keep a polling place open for 30 extra minutes so that people could go in and vote because they were trying to be really strict about it. Six to six. And then the judge was like, no, 630, stop. Yeah, that was a thing. I Especially mean, for folks like in that state because I feel like they need it in that state more than not. Yeah, a certain states they need they need absentee ballots simply because of the COVID, and it should have been that every state everybody should have been just sent an. Absentee oh no 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 ballot. you 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 misunderstood. I said in that state I felt like they needed the polls to be open, not absentee. Like I misunderstood. No, they polls oh, needed to be okay, open. Okay. Their state more than anybody needed their um because again Raven. I don't put it past them to do a tremendous amount of voter suppression in that state in order just to keep McConnell in his seat. There are just some states that are, you just, you need them to do, you got, yo, you got to do brass tacks, man. You got to write, you got to write it down, write down who you're voting for and put it in the box. Like you have to almost baby them because you just can't seem to trust it. And Kentucky is that state right now. Cause I'm pretty sure Mitch McConnell had some really good measures in place to make sure that everything's skews in him. But from what I understand, he could be having some stiff competition. Oh, so yeah. we'll see what happens. From what I understand, this is a gentleman, Booker, who's, um, yeah. and I, I've listened to him speak for a while, and I'm like, okay, I, I like what you have to say, but at the same time, you're not running for my state, so there's nothing I could do for you. <laughs> um, you could donate. And, like, well, in terms, like, of, as terms of giving him my vote. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you, you don't donate. Oh no, donate. Well, if he gets the nomination, you know, let's yeah. see what happens. Cause I guess you're gonna need if you're going up against McConnell in that state, that's gonna be you're gonna need some stiff competition as far yeah. as you know, so you know, definitely get it together on that end. But I just wanted to um, you know, just let's see what happens. I uh, like what he has to say. There's another there's another lady too. Her her name escapes me, who's also running McGrath? for his seat. Is her name? McGrath. Yes, 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 McGrath. She's uh she's also going for his seat as well. So um I don't know too she's much about her. I'm sorry. Huh? She's a she's an Air Force pilot. Um, she's gay. Basically, everything McConnell is not. That's what she is. Okay. 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 And she's, and kinda, what, and she's a badass. From what she I was understand, featured on um, Full Frontal with Samantha B. That's how that's how you started to know about her. Ooh, uh, Booker I that just entered my radar recently, huh? I should. Is that um interview on YouTube? I should go look at that. <laughs> Yeah, it's no, on there. I'm more for that. So if any one of them could take that scene, from what I understand, as far as the South goes, I mean, I found it hard to believe, but from what I understand, Kentucky tends to be one of the more progressive ones. I don't, that's what I said. I, I found that hard to believe, but supposedly they have been. So we'll see. I mean, I guess when you put them up against states like Mississippi and Alabama. That are just yeah. red. 
Right. Yeah, you probably would be more progressive of the, of the, of the like, I don't want to be affiliated with y'all, not y'all. Yeah, like that. That yeah, but that's another thing. Um, so we'll see what happens. Like, I'm actually quite excited about this election season um, because the smaller races, like yeah, 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 presidency, blah. I don't think anybody really cares about the presidency as much. I mean, yeah, it's either Biden or Trump, and we'll see what happens. But I think like uh, everybody else is looking to see, can we get McConnell out this year? To pay attention to who you're voting for, because sometimes they say you're voting for somebody and it's a name on a piece of paper. You don't really, it's like to your, to your knowledge, you're supposed to be like, you know, I should have researched this because I don't know Mm -hmm. what this person is. Mm -hmm. And now comes that like, if I don't vote for them, that's bad. But if, what if I vote for the wrong person and now you're just afraid. I mean, voting is a risk in general. There's nothing we could do about that. Voting is a risk. It's politics. They all have something up their sleeve at one point or another. Like even when discussing this with my mom, she was like, you know, whether it's Biden or Trump, you know, what both of them, and this is before George Floyd. So understand when I say this, she was like, you know, both of them are going to have, you know, their knees on our necks, but Biden will give us room to breathe. Both of them are creepy middle-aged men with some very... Questionable. I was going to say questionable at best, but yes. Yeah. But Biden at least tries to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Biden will apologize. Like, he'll touch you and he'll be like, I'm sorry I did that. It's like, why did you do it in the first place? And I'm a touchy kind of guy. And he'll explain. Of, and then on top of that, if you haven't noticed, and, it, and this goes for all of them, if you look at the yeah. history of the presidency, from when they look like when they first come in to what they look mm-hmm. like when they come out. It's a stressful job. Yeah. Including Obama. Oh. And when I look at him now, you know how you said you was listening to a speech that Biden made and you wanted to cry? Yeah. When Obama made his um his announcement to the world when he first, you know, started to speak out and such, it was like, I wanted to cry because I'm like, you look so stressed. You look so worn. You look so... And it's like, you've been out of the White House for eight years now. I mean, for four years now, you should... And you're still struggling like this because he cares. And I get it. But I almost like, what, like, the saddest... I told one of my friends, I was like, yo, after I watched Becoming on Juneteenth, I was specifically waiting for it to watch that. And I was like, you know, that was one of the saddest days of my life was to watch the Obamas get on that plane and go... But at the same time, cried a little bit inside. Exactly, I think we all did. Like, oh God, like they're going all- that was stuck with you. But at the same time, it was like, you know what? Go. You did your best. Oh, crap. Eight years. Just, just go. You know, go lay up in Hawaii. You know, go have fun. Like you earned it, and it shows. Dad, go to be me, an dad. Right now, to me, Trump has not aged a day. He looks exactly the same as he did when he came in. So, how stressed are you, for real? Like, let's think about that. He's not stressed at all because he's doing like, he's doing the the least. You know how you have the expression, you do the most? He does the least. um, So I think as far as this goes, I think most folks will be happy with the results for the primary. I'm going to sit back and wait for the convention in August and see what happens there. By then, then Biden would have had to pick his We're going to have a virtual convention. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a... It's going to be a virtual convention, I believe. Oh, it depends on where the nation is. Um, Where's the convention? Where was the convention originally supposed to be held? Do we know? Uh, hold on, I can check that right now. Check that because I think that also will determine if it's it's. They said it's going to be virtual, but if they're in, a, if it was supposed to be held in a state that's open, 
and gives them enough space where they can do their social distancing and such. I, I don't see why it wouldn't be that um, difficult to have it in person. But either way, um, by the time the uh, convention comes, even if it's a virtual one, Biden should have picked his VP Milwaukee. by then. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. How ironic is that? No, um, that's Minnesota. Like, like, what happened happened in Minnesota. But it's Wait, right next door. Minnesota State. Yes, Minnesota is a state. Minneapolis is the uh, is the city. But um, okay. it happened. Wisconsin is right next door. Hey, what's up? That's why I said. That's why I'm like, oh, how ironic is that? But um, so by then, um, he should have picked his VP by, by then, and then we should have a better understanding. And he has like, there's like twelve that people are really strong about, and they're all women. And I think about half of them are women of color. So that's good. So I don't know if that's gonna work. I think it'll work. But I don't know if it'll work. I, it, it pains me to say this, but... Nobody wants you to see a vagina your, this close to... But it's not even that. You got to keep your word. You He never promised a, a black woman for his VP. He promised a, a black woman on the court. So I don't want you to go ahead and pick this black woman for your VP and then turn around and not put one on the court. You know what I'm saying? So keep your word. At this point, whoever you pick as your VP, you has to be able to stand united with you for the two of you to get this man out. That's number one. Number two, I think if he picks a woman of color, I, I don't, I don't hope, I swear, I hope this isn't true, but a piece of me feels like it could hurt him because remember, he still needs the Midwest votes and you're not exactly a spring chicken. So, God forbid something happens to you. Are but, these folks going to be comfortable with her sitting in that seat? But here's the thing. Black women are the backbone of the Democratic Party, and we are the largest voting bloc. Mm-hmm. Would we be scared of bringing our own? Would we be scared if our vice president looked like us? I don't think we'll be scared, but you also got to think about the 53% of the white women that put Trump where he is. Oh, are they going to be scared? Are they going to be willing? I mean, if they, they look... They looked over the they looked over the sexism because of the racism. They were like So no, this that and that's that that's the core of what I'm looking at right now. And I'm like, okay, so you still need them but states he, in the Midwest. Like think about your Kansas, your Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's, your Missouri's. Like he needs that Midwest to win. He's he's losing out he's losing he's losing ground. Trump is losing ground with the affluent white women. So the suburban moms, the soccer moms. Oh, oh absolutely. Really- you don't think he took that trip to Oklahoma for no reason? I think that was more to do with you uh, trying to uh, reinvent, reinstate yourself with the ones that you know you pissed off. Hey, I'm here. And they're probably like, and? Well, listen, the fact that the turnout was what it was tells me that, yes, you are losing ground with folks. But at the same time, we don't know Shout what's going to happen come November. To- Shout out to Generation Z. They were fabulous. <laughs> I'm going to reserve like 30 tickets and not go. Yo, shout out to, they, they learned from us. We had the idea, but we were never, we were never into the idea of doing it, but they went ahead. And and did it. it. Yes, 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 yes. Now, if we can only continue to do that. So like we said before, I think the results for the primary, I think some folks will be uh, pretty pleased with the primary, how it turns out. And I think yeah. you and I should touch base again in August after the convention I, is over actually, and see how that goes. Or, yeah, we can touch base the, after, or we can touch base after he announces his VP. I would love to just talk about like who he chooses between his VP. Okay. Uh, because like, it, because yeah. we haven't figured it out yet. There's like, there's no pool yet. Once we start getting like the roster of who looks good, we could talk about that and then we can Not start. Not a problem. Delving. So we'll keep that. Uh, let's keep that going. Um, when, the, um, when that list comes out, when the, yeah. we'll say well, at least when he has like a good like top five candidates 
then we'll go with that. And then we can depict which one of those ladies would be the best. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. And I love that there's no men. Like, there's no men. Like, oh, that's probably making them sick. That's probably making them sick. That there's not a there's not a man to sit in that seat. That's probably making them sick. And that's one thing that I do worry about because men are also part of this population as well. Will oh. they vote for Biden if he picks a woman? Because we already established that, that they ain't ready for that. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Hillary would be our president. I mean, like, if they're not ready for her to be in the White House, for for a lady in the White House, could you imagine, like, if, like, it could be, like, a whole... It, it, I, I feel like know. it's what hurt McCain. I mean, not so much that he picked a woman, the woman he picked is what hurt him. Yes. Like, you don't just pick any woman in the world. Like, like you we think want you to be the woman's vote with this crazy one right here? Yeah. Like, we, no. We want qualifications. Like, don't just pick her because she's a her. Pick her because she's best at the moment. We're not dumb. Not at all. Especially at the all. VP. That's an important. That's an important job, even though the, the biggest part of the job is to break a 50 a 50-50 tie, but that's still an important job. Absolutely. And I, that's why I'm like, don't be stupid with, with who you pick for your VP because um you need a again, healthy per- you need, you a, need a healthy baby. person, you need somebody who's um again, you need somebody that the voters trust, somebody that they're willing to get behind. God forbid anything happens to you. And that's you basically what in case something happened to me that's that, that's basically what i feel like what it comes down to you know I that vp has to... so <laughs> let's see <laughs> but we'll see what happens moving forward we'll see i can't wait i really can't wait this is gonna be exciting it's gonna be exciting we'll little summer especially if these protests continue to happen i feel a change oh they gotta stay strong they gotta stay strong gotta stay keep strong. that energy people keep that energy keep that energy people keep that energy so I listen, you and I have been going on and on for a while now. But so no, let's no. let them go. I'm going to let you go. And like I said, we will touch base again as soon as we have these candidates for first lay day. Okay. Lady. All right. All right. So Always love talking you to you, Joni. Always love talking to you. We'll talk again soon. All right. Bye. And bye to your listeners. Sorry we gab so much. But, oh. Listen, I hope you could take some from what we've been saying. <laughs>